So sometimes I speak to businesses and they feel this urge or need to rebrand, but until they've actually thought about the reason for rebranding, uh, then it, it kind of it either doesn't happen or it happens at an expense that didn't need to be spent. So I'm going to give you five signs that it's time for a rebrand. And then I'm going to give you a big tip at the end for rebranding success after we've rebranded dozens and dozens of companies over the last 12 months. So the first one we've kind of touched on, uh, a sign that you uh, it's time for a rebrand, is that you just feel that need. You feel that urge to um, to refresh or update your brand, and it's usually driven by competitors. So, for example, a big thing that's happened over the last year or two is car brands have started to refresh and update their brands. If you think about car brands and uh, the historic uh, the historic um, piece around the motor industry, there's not a lot that changes about car brands over the years. The models change and the cars themselves uh, evolve over time to match uh, what people are, are interested in. Uh, you can tell them that, you tell them that car nut. But you know, the brands themselves and what they stand for and their mission and their logos and visual identity don't really change all that often. But in the last kind of five to six years or so, we've seen uh, almost a domino effect of, I think that one of the first was Mini, BMW Mini, and then Nissan did it. And then lately we've seen Peugeot, Renault, Volkswagen, Fiat, all kind of follow suit. And it's all triggered by this thought that new com if your competitors are doing it, it might be time to look at your brand. So if you're feeling that, uh, that pressure from competitors, maybe it's a sign that you need to keep up with the competition. The second reason that could be a good sign to rebrand is new competitors. So um, this happened in banking a number of years ago where uh, there was no new banks for I think 300 years. And then all of a sudden you had new challenger banks like Monzo and Starling and Atom and Tandem all coming out as uh, new challenger banks. In a conversation with David Breer a number of years ago, the CEO of 11FS, uh, a consultancy in financial services, uh, he mentioned this um, idea about the bar of good. And what he was saying is that we had got used to how banks worked over the last few hundred years uh, to the point where there was no real competitor or challenger to that, that kind of status quo until the new banks came along and you could open a bank on your phone in less than five minutes. And all of a sudden it started to change where that bar of good is and started to raise the bar of good to the point where um, the bank started to think about how they can catch up with the new challenges in the world. And that's never really happened before in banking, especially where a new company as a competitor is formed and then the banks have to catch up with the brand new company. It's usually the other way around. So if you're feeling like there's new people coming into your industry and taking market share, it's probably a really good sign that you could rebrand to keep up with that target, to reposition yourself for that new kind of clientele or customer. The third reason that you, it might be a good sign for you to rebrand is that you're new to the business as a leader. So usually when new CEOs enter companies or new managing directors enter companies, they have a new set of values, a new vision for the business and possibly new ideas about products. So sometimes it's a really good idea to rebrand at that point because you, you can start to align what the new goals and mission is for the company 
to what the future prospects might be for new products and services and which are endless. A good example to give here of when this happened in a brand that we all know and most of us love is Apple. When Steve Jobs joined Apple, he rebranded or changed the logo from what was the colorful Macintosh rainbow logo into a simplified minimalist gray or silver uh, logo. And that was a sign of, uh, of innovation and the vision that he had for the business. And along with the logo, parts of the brand change uh, changed along with it. And it brought along the idea of the Think Different campaign. So sometimes if you're new to a business and you have new ideas, you can't just change the hearts and minds of the people in the business without a really strong brand, mission, story, and all the wonderful things that go into a rebrand. The fourth sign that you it might be time for a rebrand is, we talked about it this last week as well, is mergers and acquisitions. So we've recently seen the merger and acquisition of Curry's PC World, Dixon's Car Phone Warehouse, and they've finally rebranded to Curry's. So if you ever go through a merger or acquisition, it can be quite a messy process and it can take a number of years for larger businesses. But when it comes to smaller SMEs, it can happen much quicker, which means that you need to think about rebranding much sooner. So if there's mergers, acquisitions or buyouts in companies, that might be a really good sign that it's a good time to rebrand and realign those brands into one uniform brand that everyone can understand. And that includes mission, messaging, branding, campaigns, and everything else that goes along with it. Which I know sounds like a big, hefty job, but it really is critical to brands when they're bringing together different companies so they can uh, make more sense to the consumer. And finally, the fifth sign that it's time for a rebrand is if you started with an MVP. We work with uh, many startups at Danny & Co. And what we see is that when startups get going, they usually come through things like accelerator programs or they have a little bit of funding to invest in the business, uh, into the operations or the setup of the business and don't really spend that much time or consideration on the brand at that point. So they put together a minimum viable product that they can get out to market and then they can understand a little bit more about who their target market is and customers and then rebrand to align themselves with those. And that's a really good strategy to have. So for example, when Airbnb started, they started out as a brand new startup where people could put their own houses on the platform to rent them out in uh, at times when they weren't using the property. So if they were to go on holiday, they would fill that time with others who could book that time in the property. And over, over time, what they realized is that actually people were putting their holiday homes on the platform and slowly they evolved into a holiday home booking, leisure and tourism focused platform. And they understood that they needed to rebrand to make sure that their visual identity matched the type of customer that was going to come to them. So they went from uh, a very uh, light blue uh, bubble uh, kind of logo uh, bubble writing kind of logo to what you see now as the heart and location symbol that we all see on the platform and, uh, and on the web. So there they are, the five signs that you might need to look at a rebrand. And I did promise you one big tip for rebranding success at the end. And the big tip is that if you're going to think about a rebrand, make sure you know the problem you're going to solve 
before you start the process. A lot of people rebrand just because they think they need an update or a refresh and they do a whole process only to be back at square one and sometimes they create more problems at the end of it than they intended to solve at the beginning. So my big tip for if you're thinking about a rebrand is consider the problem you're trying to solve for your business and rebrand to that goal. Remember, you can also measure uh, your brand with the Brand Confidence Scorecard. The link is in the show notes. And remember, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. See you next time.